I think I was sort of thinking about it and I was like, for me, there are kind of five things that I've sort of observed in this process. And the first one, I think it was touched upon um, earlier, was just about the importance of beginnings. The reason I say that is because when we set up the Good Lab, there was kind of an urgency, right? It was like, you've got to get going, right? Whatever it is, you've got to get going. You've got to prove that this is going to be something. And so therefore, you kind of hurry into action. You hurry into something which you think it needs to be. And the problem with that is that it is then, therefore, quite a fragile collaboration. And you can't do bold things with a fragile collaboration, lesson number one. So what do you do to try and make that collaboration feel like it's bold, like it can do bold things, like it's robust, like it's strong? And I think a lot of that is about what you do at the beginning. So I think something about um, the people that you engage, the mix of people you engage, the kind of um, the finance, where the finance is coming from, the governance, what the governance structure is going to be going forward, what the scope of the collaboration is going to be. All of those things, like kind of testing the boundaries of those things and understanding those things in the beginning before you get going, I think is super crucial. The second thing I was thinking about is the fact that collaborations are ultimately anchored in individuals. So they are the people that are enacting this collaboration for you. And they need to know how to behave. Again, it's, I think we've talked a bit qualitatively about what those individuals kind of need to, to demonstrate, manifest, example. And there's something about visioning, sharing, trusting, pressing, beginning that is really important. And dispositionally, unless those people are in the right kind of space, you can have anti-collaborative behaviour, right? And it actually, even people can say that they're acting collaboratively, but their behaviour can be quite different. The third thing, in, in, sorry, in that um, individual thing, I think it's also important to say that a problem is when you have differential engagement in a collaboration. So what do you do when some people are doing a lot and other people aren't doing very much? And how do you start kind of understanding that and surfacing that and making sure that that's understood by the group? And the last thing on that kind of point around individuals is that ultimately, <coughs> I talked earlier about how those individuals are looped back into an organisation and there should be warnings when the person that's passionate about the collaboration is not the budget holder. Or the person that's got the sign-off is not the person that's, uh, you know, attending all of the kind of important strategic meetings. So this, this whole point around who is actually becoming a part of this group is absolutely crucial. The third one, I think, is this kind of laser focus on mission. And you talked about it in terms of, like, shared agenda, shared focus. It's absolutely crucial. And we have money as a mission, and money is not a mission. Money is not a rallying cry. It's a burning platform, Right. So what is it that is something that gets people really emotively engaged with what you're doing? And in my experience, that has to be quite focused. It has to be quite sharp. It has to, it has to basically survive prioritization. So whilst they've got BAE, they say, no, this is why, this is why I'm here. But just understanding the shared agenda is not enough. You have to be able to enact that shared agenda. So you have to actually kind of put that, you have to operationalize this collaboration. So one of the ways that we looked at it was like, what might that look like in terms of a shared code of conduct? How many times are you going to turn up? Are you going to turn up? You know, who's going to be there? What's that engagement look like? And actually making that quite concrete. So complementing that absolutely emotive shared mission with something that's quite concrete. The fourth thing I was going to say just very quickly is that the collaboration itself is a third entity, which means that it needs attention. It needs servicing, it needs understanding, it needs looking at, it needs space, it needs time. 
And I think sometimes you kind of assume that the collaboration will take care of itself and actually it needs a different kind of focus. And then the last thing I was going to say is that I think it's again been kind of touched on, but with a collaboration, I found the need that it, to be really 360 about the value that was being created in that collaboration. So we were there to create new business opportunities, raise more money, but ultimately the value that was being created wasn't that. The value that was being created was culture change, the value that's been created was upskilling, the value that was being created was research, the value that's created was mind shift, mindset shift, there's all these other things that we needed to capture. Because if you just focus on that one thing, you've lost what the entire collaboration's about. So I think I kind of can say that now with the um, due to hindsight, but um, are those are the things that should I be starting it again, I'd, I'd think about.